I'm back, Sim. <laughs> He's so enthused. Hey, Sim. So good to see you. Oh, it's so great to see you, too. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks for coming to the West Side. Oh, my God. Do I have a choice? Oh, no. But Should we just jump right in? It's great to see you. It's great. I'm going to jump right in, Anna. It's so, so great to see you. Oh, yes. Yep, yep. I got back from my vacation, and I just love seeing you right here. You did here get a little my... bit of color. I noticed that. Should we just get right to the feedback? I guess so. <laughs> All right. So the, to recap the last call in the Topher episode, remember we talked to Delia and Delia is 22 and she's from Connecticut and she had just gotten out of a long-term relationship with a very serious boyfriend because he accused her of flirting with other men. Do you remember that? Yeah. Her boyfriend's paranoia continued after their breakup and his actions became more and more passive aggressive. So she was wondering, she was asking us if it's worth it to try and convince her ex that she never cheated on him or if she should just let it go. And you advise Delia not to reach out and to try and make her ex happy. And Topher agrees. And he also said that from his own experience that Delia shouldn't conform herself to what her ex wants and she should just find her own happiness. Remember that, right? Yeah. So we got a lot of feedback from our listeners on that call. And I'm just going to read a couple of things here. Okay. All right, so Kate wrote in, and uh, she said, I listened to the episode with Topher Grace this morning, and the call from Delia really resonated with me. I was in a relationship for years, and when it ended, my former partner felt that they needed to win the breakup. What began as a sad yet peaceful breakup quickly escalated into a situation that still haunts me to this day, almost five years later. I still meet people who say, Oh, you're so much nicer than so-and-so said you were. Delia's ex-boyfriend is manipulating the situation to make himself feel better while she is still trying to make peace and heal everyone's wounds. Maybe it's our sexist cultural roles. That's a discussion for another day. But I think many women feel that they need to make everything better. We feel we need to make amends and fix bad situations. However, it sounds like he has made up his mind that this is her fault and she is a bad person. While it's difficult to do in my situation, I ultimately, had to take a, I ultimately had to take a step away and say, fine, if you feel better trash-talking me and spreading lies, go for it. The freedom of accepting that there was nothing I could say or do to make it better helped me move on. In the long run, I definitely won the breakup by maintaining my integrity, keeping a peaceful attitude, and being true to myself. I hope Delia can accept that there isn't any fixing to do. She knows her truth, and his lies and manipulation can't change that truth. Anand Sim, thank you so much for all that you do. You keep me company on my morning commute, and it's a great way to start the day. Kate. Oh, thank you so much, Kate, for your feedback. And I, But it does sort of go into my philosophy about closure mm-hmm. and how it's like a, a beautiful idea, but it's an impossibility. And the closure should sort of, in my opinion, be going through a heartbreak teaches you things. So Jackie, a therapist, she wrote in and she had some really nice things to say about your advice. So I might feed, oh, I might feed oh, your ego nice. just a little bit. Okay. Oh, I love that. Okay. So Jackie wrote, I just wanted to send some feedback based on the Topher Grace episode that aired today. I think your advice to Delia was spot on. She sounds like she has been through a lot. And I know so many women have been there, including myself. I always tell my friends who go through breakups, the best thing that you can do for yourself to start feeling better faster is to cut off all contact, 100% the night of the breakup. That includes phone numbers and social media. The text back and forth of I miss you and reconciliation only further your pain. It hurts a lot at the beginning to have a clean cut from someone you love, but it's the most important thing you can do for yourself. I also want to add to your amazing advice that if a person you think is amazing and wonderful turns in such an egregious way, you're better off now instead of five years into marriage. It sounds like her ex-boyfriend could totally be capable of something like this later in the relationship. So I am happy she has the potential to find her bliss. Anna's insight into her ex-boyfriend projecting his insecurities onto Delia are also something I would put money on. Anna, you don't give yourself enough credit, and that's coming from a therapist. Someone maybe only a little bit more qualified. Keep up the great work. I love you, Anna and Sim. Jackie. Jackie, I love you so much. Thank you. That should make you feel good, right? Yeah, and, and thank you, Jackie, for your insight, too. Because She's you, right, by the way. Oh, completely. 
Completely. Okay, and one last thing. Katie quickly wrote, and this is, this is real quick. I love the Topher Grace episode. I've been a fan of that 70s show for as long as I can remember. And now I have a big girl job next to the mall he mentioned that he worked next to. I wanted to tell Delia to forget that guy and live your best life. You're only 22 and you have your whole life ahead of you. Enjoy the events that are happening in Stamford this summer and just meet new people. That being said, if you ever want to get a drink, let me know. We can whine about our exes and drink on the fun rooftops. She's from Stamford, Katie. Oh my God, I love that. she wants to meet up. If there's any way we'll that hook you it up. guys... We'll hook, uh, we'll, I'll uh, hook them up together. I, I would love to hear... Oh, God. Do you remember uh, the Zoe Deutsch episode? We had that Houston friend contest. And yes. we never followed up on that. Yes. We're morons because I got over 100 emails from people in Houston that want to want to Why be a part of that contest. Why the doing it? Because we're so freaking busy and... Again, you know, we're going to get more people to help us with all this stuff. I know that uh, right. I know that Laura has really stepped up and so has Michael and so has Daniela. So we're going to we're going to be doing all of this stuff. All right. Yeah, well, we'll get to everything, it, but it, everyone. But it, but it means a lot that the idea that um, our, our listeners are communicating with each other. I love that, too. And now here's Sherry Appleby. Fuck you. <laughs> Not Sherry. You. <laughs> because I've been a fan of Unreal since the beginning Um, and just admiring what a strong person you play on the on the show and I was thinking actually I was thinking about your wardrobe choice as well to wear the same thing every day well because you just look so fucking rad and I don't know like was that your decision so the very first season, we were sh- we shot the show in Vancouver, and all the writers were in L.A. And anyone at home, I would go to a fitting, and I would like put these outfits together with the stylist. The producers would kill every look. Really? Yeah. So they like left me no choice. They were just like everything was no, 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 no. And I was like, this is a waste of time. I'm not doing these fittings anymore. They're just saying no. Then I started getting into this idea that like Steve Jobs only wears the same. He would only wear the same thing every day because he didn't want to use any more mind thought process to pick his clothes. And my husband does it. My husband wears the exact same black cheap tees T-shirt every single day. And so it like takes a lot less effort in the morning. So then I started getting into this idea. I'm like, this character, not only is she like slightly depressed and like her sexuality isn't like overt. I was like, I will just make her be this character that's going to use her thought for other things. I love that because especially female perspective, which I fucking hate it that I just said that. But it's a strong choice because your character, you are incredibly sexy. Tell, expand on that, Sherry. Uh, uh, my sexiness? No, uh-huh. I don't yeah. really. Expand that, on it. I can't really expand on it. It's so funny. When I was like a young actor in my 20s, I was like, why am I not working more? This is so crazy. I want to be working more. I'm not getting these roles. And then I was making a movie with Anne Hayes, and I was like telling her, I'm like going in and I'm like acting my brains out. She's like, that's your first problem. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you have to walk in the room and make them want to fuck you. And then once you've gotten them into you, then you show them you can act. What? And I was like, that's what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. That's not, that's the way these, oh, that's the way it works. Oh, okay. What the fuck? Okay, wait, Sim, as a producer? Yeah, I've never heard that. That's amazing. Yeah, but is that the good advice? I think it's real advice. Today, I I think it's a little different in that, like, everything is put on tape. So I don't know how you use your sexuality in that way. And it's also like, I don't know what it's like on your show, but when we finished shooting in February and like the whole set was like highly paranoid about any kind of sexual innuendo, like everything was like so kosher. Yes. And I feel like, ooh, you are crafty. I feel like you're leading me on. (laughs) (laughs) It really set this whole thing up. I'm grateful that um, when Alice and Janney asked me to... uh, to go down on her. Um, she I was asked, like, like, what's the situation? Well, I was like, <laughs> if I can get on a CBS uh, multicam, then Allison, <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, she just tastes delicious. <laughs> Everyone knows that. I, I started to get that sense during the West Wing years. I was like, oh, she's probably pretty, that's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I told you, it's the highlight of my whole week. Really? Yeah, and I'm having plants put in the ground right now, and this is still the highlight. 
in my house. So it was a weird thing if you didn't know that I was in construction. No, yeah, like, I know that, really that, so it's sort of a mixed compliment. Yeah, no, no, it's really, I was really excited. <laughs> I've really been a fan for a long time. I was saying before our headphones were on that I went to see the house bunny, house bunny and I just sat there being like, how does she do that? How does that happen? Things. I was like that. So I've always been a real big Plenty fan and I have like an Dumbo. act. No, no, no. That was a very smart character. Thanks. Don't you think? I, I thought she was I, really I smart. Do. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. Wait, go on about me though. Okay. So anyways, I was saying about you, I have this acting book that I did in my twenties and I would go to my acting classes and I would like type up all my notes and I would cut out like inspirational quotes back when people read magazines and I had this quote from you. I almost took a picture this morning, but then I felt weird about it. But something about how you said about how you felt you were playing dumb characters and how you have to always make them really smart and they don't have to know that. And so it was like one of the things that I had cut out that was at the front of my book. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. I'll okay. send you a text later. You'll like give me your number and then we'll be friends. <laughs> okay, but wait. So, uh, but what was, like, what was sort of the, the best piece of acting advice that you've, received because you're such a fucking great actor. Oh, that's the thing. I really like acting from time to time, like one hour a week I do. You know, all different people gave me different advice. Jeffrey Tambor was my acting teacher for a long time. And he always kind of said like, take your hat out of your hand. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't about, um, it wasn't about performing. Craig Bierko, I met him when I was like 16. His advice to me was get a good therapist. I think that's solid advice. Solid, solid advice. Uh, wait, can we go back a little yeah. bit to Jeffrey? With hat out of the hand, what do you mean? Or like, and it's like the idea of like drop the mic. Like the idea of like when you're walking into a room to audition, it's not like, oh, you want her to be this? Oh, your idea of the character is this? It's more like, here's my inversion of it. Like take it or leave it. This is how I see it. I'm not here to like try to conjure up whatever your like abstract idea of this role is. Wait, is that for like an audition? Yeah. So then what if the director says, you know, do it another way? At that point, you just adjust. But you just go in with your own interpretation you, first. That's what exactly. it means? Exactly. And, like, you go in with, like, a lot of confidence. Like, I read the role. Like, maybe I cut out, like, all of the description that you've put in. I'm, like, cutting out all of your punctuation. I'm putting my story, my history on it. And, like, this is my presentation of it. And if you like it, great. And if you don't like it, I don't really care. Because, like, I just found my way in. I found, like, my creative connection to it. I remember I auditioned for Eight Mile. And, Solid movie. Solid and, movie. And uh, <laughs> the description, you know, this character has like honey-dipped breasts <laughs> or something that was like she like she slowly opens her shirt. And I was like, I don't fucking have honey-dripped breasts. <laughs> but that, that constant character description of when like in the realization of like, okay, so this is... Uh, you know, how a person reads a script, I guess, in, and in terms of, like, a female perspective. Anyway, I didn't get the job. You didn't. Get, Brittany Murphy did. <laughs> she was really good in it. <laughs> Honey. She was really good. She was. Well, fuck you. Sorry, I'm just saying. She's, like, really good. Fuck you. I, you should have seen my audition. I'm sure it was great. Don't you wish so you could get a tape good. of all your auditions? Oh, yes. Could you like, you'd be love, in front of the TV oh for like three God. weeks? Oh, God. Who needs Ambien when you can just... <laughs> fall asleep watching watch. your bad auditions. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if, like, God, you get there at the end and he's like, you went on 1,001,647 auditions in your life. Here's a compilation of all the reasons why you didn't get those jobs. Like, I do think about that. And, like, when I die at the end, there's going to be, like, a printout. There's all my auditions. But but you know but I don't know I, and we can get on to some more fun ideas. By the way, that's not a, a bad idea. Um, getting all your auditions because like if you apply sports preparation to it, it's you know you look your football players constantly look at videotape well, of themselves. What if you're looking at old auditions and then you can decide what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong in the room? Okay. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be helpful? Sort of. 
Because I believe fundamentally that auditioning is a very different art from like actually sort of being on set, right? Mm-hmm, totally like, agree. It's like sort of charm, but not too charming and like selling yourself as a kind of a cool person, but not too hard and attempting to do, be, you know, whatever scripted material and you see a casting director like roll their eyes and yeah yeah it is it's, it is a different ability than when you're actually on set right don't you think totally it's a totally different art yeah that's what we've felt about podcasting i think podcasting is kind of cool don't you think oh fucking love it it's cool right yeah I don't have to do shit. I sit here and like hang out with you. Just drinking wine. Fuck yeah. Crazy. It's the best job in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have to like do some ad reads on occasion so Sim can like, you can buy a crib <laughs> for your upcoming baby. Yes. It's very important. Those ad reads are very important <laughs> because of my upcoming baby. So thank you. Sim's about to have a baby. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I yeah. can give you tons of hand-me-downs. Um, okay, so can you, I don't know, you don't have to reveal too much. Oh. I know that you are in a relationship. Yeah. But can you imagine if you're single? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. I was so, I was like professional being single. What do you mean? I was, I was like, I like really took it seriously. Like what do you mean? I, I understand. So basically when I was in my twenties, I like, I knew my number. I was like, okay, I have to make a hundred thousand dollars or like, okay, I have to make $120,000. And then like, once I hit my number, I was like, I am just going to spend the rest of the year dating. <laughs> and so if I like hit it in February, I was like, go to auditions. But I was like, it doesn't even matter. I don't need a job. I just have to like be single. And so then I ended up renting an apartment in New York. So I could go to New York and date because I was like, if I date in L.A., I'm going to date all these producers and I'm going to need them for jobs. And I'm just going to like tear through men for like a handful of years to like figure out what I wanted. It's like not easy to figure it out. You're like shopping. So who was in New York that you Uh, wanted? I did. I met guys like on the corner and I'd be like, like here's my curator. Like you name it. Like you doesn't matter. I like, like when, not a slut. I'm like a nice Jewish girl from the Valley. I just want to like preface it with that. But I was like, I just wanted to like date and figure out like, what is this thing that you're supposed to be looking for? But so what are your questions? No, no, because no, no, that's no, like no, far no, more no, interesting. No, 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 okay. no. Now that we got you in a vulnerable place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, wait a minute. So what would your ideal have been at that time in your life? Oh, at that point in my life? Like I was looking for a nice guy with edge. That's actually what I was looking for. So what would... Because uh, I, yeah. I have some strong opinions about some things. Go ahead. But like an ideal profession. Oh, um, like preferably it wasn't some, like I dated a lot of directors. I was like really into dating directors, but then, you know, now I've started directing. So it was maybe like a bit of a mirror, but I was in a director's. I liked men that felt very like accomplished in some ways. I went through a phase in high school. I was dating a lot of surfers. Then I dated a lot of like directors, not really that many actors. And now my husband's a chef. Can we talk a little bit about this? Yeah, you can talk about all you want. Okay. First of all, uh, I really like his fucking restaurants. I do too. Number one. Yeah. Number two, I have a list of men in professions that you shouldn't date. Yes. Chefs being one of them. Uh huh. Oh, really? Why is that? Well, I'll tell you. And maybe you can disagree. Yeah. Because I've never dated a chef. Oh, okay. I've just watched. <laughs> watched it on TV. Hell's Kitchen. Can I present my argument to you? Yeah, and then please. You, and then you can present a counter argument? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My idea about a chef is that there's a few things. Like it seems great on paper because fuck, yeah, you want great food. Whatever. There's a few fundamental problems in my uh, Hell's Kitchen world. Um is that they come home really late at night. It's a environment that cultivates anger, mm-hmm. um, at least according to... Yeah, 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 sure. Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they probably are, you know, a little too tired to make you food. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, sort of the ego cultivating that, that sense of ego that we already have as actors. Okay, so I would say... The staying up late thing, there's nights when he's catering that he's out late, but it's kind of like being an actor, you're out late, but like his, thankfully he's like big, the company's big enough that he's not cooking on the line. So like he can come home at like five o'clock, like right now he's doing camp pickup. 
but then he'll go back to work. Do you know what I mean? So like his situation's a little bit different because he's gotten it big enough. Definitely a bit of an ego, but I find that you'd probably have that with anybody who's successful in any field because I think it takes ego to be successful. Anger, he's a smoke a lot of weed, not really a problem. Um, and the food thing, not a, it's like a good thing. Like not a, like he does the cooking. I love that um, his anger management is is, is weed tempered. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like just like a really steady stream of weed. I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. It's a nice little life we've got set up. I'm really not complaining about it. I mean, it's California; it's legal, so. Can I ask a question about when he cooks for you? Yes. So does he make like the restaurant staples or does, does he do no. special stuff for you that only that's special yeah, to so you? So like when I was pregnant with my first kid, I was really consumed with this idea of that you could eat anything because like being an actor, you just like, especially like a single actress in LA, I was like on fasts all the time. Like we, I first did a cleanse like six weeks into dating him and like a day and a half in, I was like smoking a bunch of weed, but also starving myself. So I was like shaking by the time he got home and he was like, you never can do this again. Just like be normal, learned how to keep a figure. So uh, I I ate, I gained like 70, 80 pounds on my first pregnancy because I was so excited that to eat. Oh God, didn't it feel good? Oh, it was like the best. I was like, this is the best. You could just keep eating and no one's eating anything to you. It was so great. So he made me like prime rib nachos. Oh, yeah. And I've like really tried to convince him to put it on the menu at Animal. I was like, I feel like that audience would connect to this. Yes. But no. But you could come over sometime. We can make them if you want. But yeah, no normal food. Um, okay, so wait. Yeah. Single. Single go ahead. Okay, all right, go ahead. All right, all right, Alrighty. all right. All right. Deal breakers. Mm-hmm. Shiri Appleby. Mm-hmm. That's my name. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, he takes you to a restaurant that his ex is a waitress at. Is that a deal breaker? Yeah. No. Okay, Why? Like it's his opportunity to show you off and you're kind of like the one that's like in power. I don't know. Make me, it would kind of turn me on. That's really good. But then you so confident. Yeah, that is. I'm not sure I would totally agree. Okay. But whatever. That's cool. Okay. Um, What would you think then? I would just wonder what the motive was. To like show you off and like show that he's like in a better place. Yeah. But that also sort of would make me feel like, okay, has he not moved on? But like, does he still have feelings for that person? Yeah. Who cares? What if he just really likes the food? If he just likes the food, then it's fine, right? No, that's like kind of weird. Really? Like if it's the only place that you can get. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's the part that's weird to you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he's just going because the food's good. I don't know. I mean, I guess like I'd have to give it a little bit more thought. But honestly, if it was like something with the ex-girlfriend or something, I usually feel like they're usually doing it just to show off the fact that they have you. And you're kind of looking for a guy to like, these, this is all my shrink talk coming back, but like look at you at like as a diamond. And so he just kind of wants to show off the fact that he is a diamond and like what better way to kind of turn himself on than like showing you off to you the last one. You completely entered the mind of a man. Seriously. My that makes a lot of sense. My shrink has like been brainwashing It makes so much. What she's saying, time. I've done that with Amy. I like so, showing her off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And she knows it because she knows she can, you know, talk the talk when I'm introducing her to uh, work colleagues yeah, or whatnot. Yeah, would you, Sim, take... Uh, like Amy to a restaurant. With I an think ex? if I told her, like, I mean, my ex girlfriend works here, oh, so and you I would preface. I would it. preface it and be like, I, "She's going to be it so jealous," be. and she'd be like, "Oh my god, Sherry, do so, do you understand?" That? I feel like it would give the woman, the new woman, a lot of power in the relationship you, yes. to know that that's how he feels about her. I swear, you guys are so fucked up. And <laughs> should we take a poll? Can, is there any way? <laughs> Can you get some feedback from Sherry? your podcasters? <laughs> I'm sorry you came all the way. Sorry, it was nice being friends. <laughs> I think I think well, it, it goes to up. confidence. It, it just absolutely goes to confidence. No, yes, it does. No, 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 no. It totally lends itself to insecurity. Like if on the on the part of the man. Yes, maybe a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah, no, so. it's a little bit insecure. No, you know, I love showing off my wife. I can't help it. I do. Yes, that's I fine. Do. That's great, and that's yeah. wonderful. But the idea of being like, oh yeah, I want to take you to this tapas restaurant. And uh, I can't oh, imagine. I don't, I don't think like, I would do that. I would never go that far. But I can see, I can see how it wouldn't be a big deal to Sherry. Oh my God, she's staring me deep in the <laughs> eyes. Oh fuck, I would not want to be the waitress who is the ex. 
but not a deal breaker. I feel like if you're into somebody, something has to be really big to be a deal breaker. Let's see what okay. else. All right. All right, then. He introduces you to his dad for the first time as Sherry, okay. like the drink. Yeah, no, that's not good. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> Don't you think that's wrong? It's like your name. You can't say my name. Well, but, you know, he has a complicated relationship with his dad. And he's like, um, hey, listen, my dad always loves an after-dinner drink. And uh, The he- guy you're dating's calling you the wrong name, is that what you're saying? Yeah. No, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally weird. I don't like that. So that's a deal breaker. Yeah, that turns me off. Oh, my God. You were so fucking weird. Okay. <laughs> He tells you he graduated high school at 16. Uh-huh. Um, he hasn't dated since. He joined the Peace Corps. Are these all true stories? Am I, like, walking into, like, a bunch of, like, bomb? Is this, like, these aren't, okay, cool. It's like, that'd be so terrible. Um, what else was he doing? He just joined the Peace, Peace Corps. Corps and, he just, and he just got out of the Peace Corps? Yeah. Right, so I guess he's, that's cool. He's, you know, he's 23. And he just hasn't dated since he was 16. Yeah, that's okay. 23, no big deal. Uh, <laughs> I feel so judged. <laughs> no, no, you're just supposed to ask more questions. Oh, oh am I? Oh, mm-hmm. oh okay. <laughs> she, she's not. Why is she supposed to ask more questions? <laughs> because I'm always curious. Oh, no, no, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother you. No, he's, only been, he's only 23. Yeah, but he hasn't dated since he was 16. No, that's so young anyways. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. Okay, so then he decided to move to L.A. and pursue a career in acting. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. This Now I'm just pushing buttons. I don't really care if he wants to be an actor or not. He can't. I just never enjoyed really dating actors. Because we're all fucking dicks? Like, no, you think so? You know, there is a degree of narcissism. For sure. Okay, so on the first date, he walks you to your door. Mm-hmm. He makes an attempt to kiss you. Mm-hmm. You aren't ready for it yet. To kiss him. So he says, Oh, Shiri, don't like it. Dun, 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 dun. Rock the Casbah. Rock the Casbah. Shiri, don't like it. Dun, 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 dun. Rock the Casbah. Rock the Casbah. Mm-hmm. Deal breaker. <laughs> um, yeah, probably a deal breaker there. Probably not, like, makes me so uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. I kind of, like, vomit in my mouth. <laughs> right? Kind I, of. I just saw you recoil. That was, like, you physically were so uncomfortable with that. It made me that. so uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like anything like that from a guy. It makes me really grossed out. Um, he's, uh, he's on a baby food diet. Terrible. Total deal Whoa. breaker. Terrible. Whoa. That was that like, the, was most like the most offensive. Why? So gross. A guy eating baby food. So disgusting. Like nothing less masculine. Okay. So what is the most masculine? A guy cutting things like with a knife all day, chopping it, cooking it. I'm just kidding. Just throwing that out to John. I don't know. Just feel like, you know, that thing where you feel like somebody's going to like, like take care of you and like make you feel safe. And what was this? Like, what was it? He was like, no, I just like that. He's on a, he's on a baby food diet. No, terrible. Absolutely horrible. I never, (laughs) I don't want to go off him. He just likes pureed. It's so gross. Like, I don't want to deal with that. He's going to be so high maintenance. No, 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 no. There's a good reason for it. What is it? Well, it's good for his digestive system. And also, um, he's having his uh, wisdom teeth removed in a few months. And yeah, totally great. Do you want to grow somebody on a baby food <laughs> Could you imagine their poops? Could you imagine? That's something to consider when you're dating. Let's be honest. The amount of bathroom situation and what goes on in the bathroom and the bathroom talk. I feel like that's half of our dialogue. We and my husband is the bathroom. So it would be like baby food oh, pudding Could you poop. imagine? My husband would be so annoying. For, right, for real. So my husband is lactose intolerant, okay? Then when we first went on like one of our first trips together, we went to Austin, Texas, and he ate all this queso. And Vinny was there. And Vinny's like, man, dude, slow down with the queso. Like, it's not cool. He spent seven hours in the bathroom 
I was like, this is at no the way. Hotel? Yes, I was like, this is no way to live. Seven hours, your whole day was on, in the bathroom. He must have been so embarrassed. Was he scared he didn't of care. your uh, he was opinion? Just, no, he didn't care. He was like, I can't stop with the queso. He's got like a real thing for it. It was like, it was one of those things where you're like, am I really going to get into a relationship with this person? Seven hours? My whole day was sitting in the room waiting for him to get out of the It's crazy. Did you give him like Pepto or anything? I mean, I can't remember what I did, but I was just like, this guy's crazy. Did you watch like... <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that funny? Austin, HBO. Texas. We like, say that great hotel. St. Cecilia. No. It's a great hotel if anyone's out there in Austin. I bet they really appreciate your it's husband. It's really pretty. It's <laughs> so long. So anyways, I think that's something to consider. Just always think about it. What's your eating habits like and what's your bathroom situation like? For all the single people out there. Okay, that's fair enough, but I really do like queso. I do too. Make sure you're not lactose intolerant. And if you are, bring bring your lactate. I pride myself on my tolerance. <laughs> um, okay, he calls... We having, have more. We have more already, yes. <laughs> he calls having sex, mixing up some love pudding. Mm, I'm okay with that, I think. So, Sherry, what's up? What's up? So I heard like through a couple of friends mm-hmm. that you really like to, you know, fucking get down. Anal. Well, yeah. Love it. Yeah. But anyway, I was just thinking tonight that maybe we could mix up some love pudding. What are you making? Chocolate uh, or vanilla? Tapioca. <laughs> tapioca. I love tapioca. Yeah. It's got like little small seeds in it. A you know creamy tapioca. Yeah. That'd be great. And so you have a general with her, mm. and I am Donovan, her assistant, and I'm going to introduce you to Karen right now. So Shiri, so nice to meet you. How are you? Great, thanks. How are you? Uh, do you want anything to drink before oh, we no. meet? Okay, well, let me see if Karen is available. Karen, are you ready for Shiri? Who? Shiri Appleby from Unreal. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. Thanks, Donovan. Here we go. Shiri, right this way, and I'd like you to meet Karen Sartucci. Hi, Sherry. Hi, oh Karen. Oh my God, it's so great to meet you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm a huge fan. Oh, thank you. I love your show. You are such a strong actress. Thank you so much. Do you prefer actor or actress? Actress is fine, thanks. Oh, okay, good. Why is that? Um, I'm just cool with it. Yeah. No issue. <laughs> I was going to be a CEOs. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But uh, but no, no, I'm just CEO. <laughs> the reason why I wanted to meet with you was because what I think you are doing is presenting yourself on this show called Un- Unreal. Feel. Unreal. 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 Mm-hmm. 
as a very, very strong actress. So we wanted to potentially present some movie ideas for you. Wow. How exciting. Okay, I'm ready for it. So we own the rights to Gladiator. Amazing. I love that And what we want to do is like a slightly more feminist take on it. Mm. So I'm not sure how you feel about people sort of slaughtering each other in public arenas. I don't mind it necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you do. Do you find that offensive? I mean, as long as it's like fictional and for a reason, I guess. I mean, I could understand it. How? (laughs) How could I understand? I mean, it's a time, it's a period film. Those were the days, those were the ages. And Uh um, that was the way that people communicated with each other. So I think as long as anything can be sort of grounded in a character choice, I I can get along with it. So what do you mean by people communicated? Like, do you, are you thinking about, like, the people in the stands eating popcorn? Or are you thinking about the people actually on the, uh, on the field or whatever you call it? Donovan, what do they call it? The battleground? The battleground. The battleground. That's what I was imagining. What, how are, is this, is that, are, you, are you trying to pitch the same kind of story that I'm imagining? Yes. Okay. I just was curious about your idea of communication. Oh, understood. Like, uh, are you imagining that you're communicating with your opponent? I think so. <laughs> she's good. Donovan. She's very, she's very good. Yeah, uh, I like her. She's got these big brown eyes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. So uh, now if you had a weapon of choice, oh. what would it be? A hoverboard. That's interesting. Uh, That's interesting. Now, how are you going to kill your opponent with a hoverboard? Are well, you, just, you could or simply just, escaping? No, you could use a hoverboard to escape, but then you could actually shoot the hoverboard up at an angle to a point where it Out could of your vagina. Slide, exactly. With the force of your vagina from like a strong queef, it would come right up and it decapitate somebody, especially since I'm short and it would shoot up higher than me and come at such an angle that you could just chop someone's head off with your hoverboard, and then jump back on the board and fly away. You can't fly away from your queen, though. Who's the queen? Who got that part? Uh, I'm actually casting myself. Oh, my God. You'd be a great queen. Thank you. I like this idea. Thank you. Um, It's taking the future into the past. Right. Like back to the future part two. Or was that three? I like this. I like this. So you're shooting um, a small board out of your vagina right? that will somehow magically chop off somebody's head, yeah. swoop back to you, pick you up, right, and take you away? To the beach. Yeah. Yep. Where, what, you're going to sunbathe? Then it'll turn into like Sunset Beach Gidget, second half of the movie, because everyone likes to end on a love story. Oh. This is a, I love this. Donovan, shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed Donovan, to talk, but I'm just saying shut I would watch fuck this. Up. I'm sorry. Sorry. I always tell him to shut the fuck up. I think up, we've really does. stumbled upon something special. Oh, are you kidding? Of course we have. I always do that. Shiri, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. If you have any other character ideas, uh, we'd love oh. to hear them. <laughs> we're we're going to make this movie, right? Fuck yeah, we're making this movie. Also, you have really, really nice teeth. And I say that with begrudgment. I could give you my doctor's, my dentist number. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> do you need validation? Don't do that. Do you, need, you... do you need parking validation? No, I took a uh, hoverboard here. Wow. So, so good. you're experienced. <laughs> yeah. It's a true story. I actually feel like that's like what the Academy really responds to or the based on a true story. We love a good story. We love a good story. Love. It's all about sort of human, you know, the, the, the human connection. What does it mean? To be a human, to face death, which some of us may have to at one point, right? Donovan? I hope not. Yeah, we all hope. No, yeah, that's all. Oh, that's it. No, we're not not done. We still have calls. Yeah, we still have calls. All right. We are going to call Lydia, and Lydia is in San Diego, and she's 28. You're so sweet. Thank you. Oh, my God, it's so fun. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's for real. Hello. Hey, Lydia. It's Sim. Hi, Sim. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm going to introduce you to Anna right now. Good. Hi, Lydia. Hi, Anna. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Hey, thanks so much for for doing this. 
No problem. Thank you so much for being amazing. I love your show. It's so good. Oh, thank you. And Anna's going to introduce yeah. our special guest to you. It's Sherry Appleby. Hi, Sherry. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. So, Lydia, you have an important question, or tell us what's going on, because I've actually, I, I know what you're going through, because I've experienced it. I think a lot of people have experienced this. So why don't you talk to us and tell us what's going on? So, um, so my husband and I are married for um, a year and a half, but we were together about five years. And kind of before we got married and everything, we always kind of spoke about having children. So even before we got married or like our friends and family kind of started asking us like, oh, you know, when are you going to have kids and all that kind of thing. And my husband is 31 and I'm 28. So I would usually be like, oh, like in my 30s or whatever. And like one of my friends has kids and she's like the same age as me. And she's like, oh, like that's so old, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, I was like, okay, whatever, like, you know, it's fine. But um, but for me, I don't really feel like that old at the minute. Like my husband and I moved to America uh, nine months ago from Ireland. And um, we've been having so much fun over here. And like we've just been traveling a lot and doing a lot of things in general. And my husband plays a lot of golf and sports. And so I think right now for both of us, it's not really something that really interests us at the minute. But I guess in the future, I think it will. Um, so the other thing that obviously, you know, I do love children. I feel like whenever we do have children, I want to be able to give them their best opportunity in life and to be in a really good place, offer them everything that I can or like that we can do as a couple to offer them. So I think the other thing that for me, which makes me a little bit concerned sometimes is say in public places, like if I observe the way some people interact with their children, like if they speak to them in a way it kind of makes me really sad like if I see people and it, their child seems almost like a burden to them or if they're like really kind of preoccupied kind of like on their phone or that kind of thing and my other last thing is that like at the beginning of this year I was kind of sick for a while so childbirth would actually be a little bit more risky but at the same time we'd be open to adoption and all that kind of thing so I guess my question is um, does there come a time in your life when you ever feel 100% ready to give up your lifestyle and I guess an amount of yourself um, for children and also does it happen as a couple's decision or what would how like is there any like light bulb moments that you just know like now is the right time to just go for it oh Lydia I think you are asking the question that everyone asks which is you know it's a beautiful thing actually that 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 you're inquisitive about this. I don't think that there's any correct time taking on the responsibility and the joy and the pain and the, you know, whatever, the whole, the whole thing of, of being a parent because you've had, I mean, my first gut reaction is sort of because you've had so much change in your life right now, I wouldn't put too much pressure and you're young and I had Jack, you know, I got pregnant at 35. It took me like over a year to get pregnant. Now he's being a little bit of an imp, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that we just put a lot of pressure on ourselves, especially as women, to have the timeline down. And you really have had, I mean, moving to a different country, that's a, that's a big, that's a big change sounds like they're having a lot of fun with it yeah it doesn't feel yeah. like you've had your fill I would almost wait till you've like filled up on this new yeah. life and you filled up on like who you're going to be in this new world before you start bringing somebody in because I feel like when you actually yeah. get like enough of it having a kid will only be like ah oh, now we get to have the kid part like now this is like I'm ready like that's how I felt when I finally settled down with my husband I was like man I just stayed in my brains out like I'm pretty solid here and the same thing with like you've moved, you guys are exploring, like experiencing yourselves as a couple, you'll kind of get that sense of like, okay, like where, how do we grow next? Or you'll just get pregnant and then you'll be in it and you'll be fucked. Yeah, yeah then totally. You, yeah. That, yeah, that's the sad truth. That'll really win it. You'll I'm be sorry, like, I'm ready Lydia. because I'm pregnant and fuck, it's coming in 10 months. They say it's nine, it's 10. Yeah, and it fucking okay. sucks. <laughs> but that's what'll happen. So if you're really not ready, I would stick with birth control. Yeah. And then when you get off, your body will tell you when your body's ready to have yeah. that kid. And you know, yeah, it's it's um 
I maybe understand the inclination to have a sense of of comfort and stability in a new country as well a little bit. And I also understand, I don't know if you're getting pressure from your family or from your husband to have a child, but take all those things into consideration as well, if that makes any sense. Um, and, and really like sort of do it on your own time because you will be the one who sort of, who shoulders, you know, the, the majority of, 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 of the, uh, of the all weight. the work because you're going to be the mom and the <laughs> wife and you're going to do gentle. all of it. And then they're going to come in and swoop in and they're going to do one thing and then they're going to want a blow job. And you're like, you did one thing, <laughs> one thing. You should be going down on me for like three days straight for the amount of stuff I've done. <laughs> Right? Yeah. That's it. Like somebody throws up, you change one dirty diaper, and that's it. You want me to go down on you? Like nothing's happened. Yeah. That's yep. Okay. I'm a good multitasker. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> that's the truth of it. <laughs> Just no. I, but but I do I do think that this is you know I I love it that you bring this up because I think that a lot of women especially think about like when is the appropriate time mm-hmm. to um to get married to have kids and what am I giving up? Go you know, potential career or freedom, but I don't know. Let's um, say the husband is kind of pressuring or putting the, putting it out there that he wants a child Lydia, sooner than later. I don't know if Lydia, I don't know if your husband has ever, has ever applied any pressure or talked about it, no, or wants it more than you. I guess like not really. <laughs> if that were to happen though, how do you handle it? Well, Lydia, is your husband, I know this seems like a little bit of an out, well, is your husband also from Ireland? Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's Irish as well, yeah. Okay, so you have this close relationship. I just don't know if I would cave, I guess, if for for only him. I, w- I would want it for myself as well because, as Shiri knows, it's a fucking burden. And you're going to do it all. Um, I'm just kidding, but I'm not, but... I don't know. You know, that wasn't really my case. Like that wasn't really our situation. But if the guy was like pressuring me to have a baby, you just, it's exactly what you're saying though, Lydia, your fear of like resenting the kid and the kid feeling like a burden. It's like, you don't really want to bring a child into this world unless you specifically are like really ready to give it everything you have. Because otherwise the kid's going to suffer. Your life's going to be kind of a bummer. It's not really... It can be just so joyful, you know, when you're ready for anyways. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, sorry. I did not mean. I'm so rude. About what? I just cut you off. We're besties. I almost gave you a We're paper so cut. Close. Yeah, good. Um, but Lydia, I do think like because you guys are experiencing so much change and I love it that it feels like it was completely the right decision for you. I don't want you to put additional pressure on yourself for at least a, a few months. And, you know, and I'm so sorry about your health issues, but also there are, there's obviously a lot of alternatives. I mean, for instance, you could adopt an out of work, uh, 46 year old actress. (laughs) Um, That's true. At least it'd be rare at that stage. uh, Yeah. uh, Potty trained. But yeah. So I, well, you see, I guess like right now I feel like yeah definitely like not but I guess it is more like I think by the time I'm maybe like 32 or 33 I feel like I'll be there but I just kind of want was guess I guess I was like you know is that normal like to just feel like you still want oh, to put yeah. it off for a little yeah, while put it, you oh just, yes yeah. you're oh, no yeah. rush you're still gonna yes. be one of the youngest moms there if yes. you have your kid oh, at 34 yes. I was 34 when I had my daughter and I'm still one of the youngest moms Oh wow! Okay, cool. Yeah, and believe me, she's my wife not is that thirty-four young. as well. So yeah, she's <laughs> an old hag in Hollywood. <laughs> no, but but truly, yeah, I, I think that uh, it, it's important for you to take your own consideration. You know, you, you have to, you have to value yourself before you go through that that journey. God, I feel so yeah. fucking inarticulate. No, this is great. This is actually perfect advice. I But Lydia, no, yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's yeah, right. But, it's but, the right advice. But I, I'm glad that I waited till I was 35. So please, like, it's important for you to um, 
to settle and wait for a good timing. But what the fuck am I talking about, Lydia? I'm so sorry. It's all about timing. You're 100% right, Anna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Because I guess as well, like, obviously, I was a bit conscious about, because um, I listen to the show every week, so I was a bit conscious about asking Sim because I felt like, oh, gosh, like, I don't want to give him any, like, anxiety. No, because you I know can't. You're no, we're, we're, we're way past the anxiety point. Trust me. I'm, I, yeah, I'm completely freaked out. And, but I also know that, look, I, I'm not alone. I've every dad, every mother has experienced this. And when the baby comes, I'll figure out what to do with it. When's the baby coming? September 20th. Oh, so soon. How, do you know what you're having? Oh my God. I love, I love, oh my God. I love your delivery. I loved, I know this is crazy, but I loved giving birth. What does that mean? I just found the whole experience like so powerful, like pushing the baby out. For real. Was it painless? What do you mean? No, the first one I was in labor for like three days or something crazy happening. And then then they, I finally got there and they gave me the epidural and it was okay. My son, I labored at home the whole time. My friend came over who's a doula and I labored at home. And then I was like, okay, this is crazy. We lived across the street from the hospital. We started walking to the hospital. I like fell down. I was like, I can't move anymore. Got to the hospital, the front desk. They put me right in. They call this a drive-by. They put me right into a room. I was like, okay, give me the epidural. They're like, there's no epidural. You're nine and a half centimeters. Get ready. I laid down and in my head, I was like, don't fuck around. This is you. And I pushed six and a half times. I was like so focused. I pushed and he came out and we didn't know what we were having with either kid. And it was a boy. He came out. The doctor missed it. My doctor missed it. They 13 minutes from the time I got to the front desk to the baby out. And you feel so powerful. You're just like focused and pushing so hard. You're, I don't, did you not have that experience? No, you're really, <laughs> you're really intimidating me with this story. Oh, sorry. But <laughs> no, it's, it's impressive. Like, it was really just so, it's just like the, it was like so out of control. It was so wild. Having a baby is the best. I'm, I'm, I want Amy, my wife, to listen to this on repeat. I swear. She's freaked out, obviously. Oh, no, it really is. Like, we went to this Lamaze class for the first one with a friend of mine, and my husband, came, he, John, came with me, and it was my friend who was a single mom, and us, and we were both like, we're going to do it natural. And John was, like, asking the woman, he's like, what's it going to feel like? Is it going to feel like a baseball bat to their stomach? Like, give them an explanation of, like, what the pain's going to feel like. And it's, like, just you're out of body because it's so intense. Like, the the when the... And with the second one, because I didn't have any drugs, I felt like every pain and hurt I had ever had in my life was like being purged out of my body through these contractions. So wow. it's like sort of Games of Thrones. Oh, it was so wild. <laughs> like, I've never seen that show, but I know exactly you, what you mean. You were like, yeah, the red priestess who like gave birth oh, to a demon. Could I have a part on Game of Thrones? My Instagram would like. <laughs> <laughs> Lydia, please like don't. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. There's so much time. And, I, you know, I want, I want you to enjoy your new life in Southern California. And I will. Well, we're having a great time so far. So Good. <laughs> Thank good, you, good. Lydia, so much. Good. And please, like, yeah, the, Thanks, truly, guys. like, no pressure. I, I, well, at least for me, because I, I won't be taking care yeah. of your kid. You'll, you'll be taking care of me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for the advice. Thanks, bye. Lydia. Bye. Bye-bye. I love you. I love you. Do you want to do one more call? Do you have time or do you want to just wrap it up? It's up to you. What do you think? Do you have time? Sure. Whatever okay. you guys want. Let's do well, This one's actually quicker. It's not, as, not nearly as intense. Trust me. When you read the little description of what it is, you'll know that's not nearly as intense. You know, I, I think that that's like her question... It's so important, but so impossible to answer. But you, right? No, that's, that's the answer. The answer is there's no answer, right? Yeah, I guess so. I was on uh, 16 and pregnant. Why? Well, I was 35 and pregnant, but I looked like I was 16. Uh, for real, are you joking? <laughs> are you joking? Or did you do a guest, like a guest appearance? Are you telling me the truth here? I'm really freaking out. <laughs> You like want to get my phone on IMDb she, this Anna's right not now. Gonna, like, she's not breaking at all. Just, I'm like so confused. No, <laughs> but like, seriously, everyone is always like, oh, you, you look so young. young. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Not when you gain all that weight. You, it starts to age you. Not okay. you specifically, but me. I go, it was okay, crazy. Cool. Yeah, that was crazy. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, let's call Kaz. Kaz, she is here in LA and she is 22. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello? Hey, Kaz, it's Sim. How are you? I'm good, Sim. How are you? I'm doing really well. Anna, say hi to Kaz. Hi, Kaz. Hi, Anna. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for doing this. And we have Shiri Appleby with us. Shiri, when does the new season of uh, Unreal, it's coming out July 17th? It, the it new came season out. will come out on July 16th, on gotcha. Monday. And it's not going to be on Lifetime anymore, right? No, it's, it's on... now on Hulu. Awesome. Kaz, so tell us what's going on with your boyfriend. Okay. So my boyfriend and I have been together for two years. Um, and I love him. He's amazing. I realized I forgot to mention this before, but we're actually long distance too. Um, the only thing that we ever fight about is that he doesn't like when I post like revealing quote unquote pictures on Instagram or like when I wear certain outfits, when I go out, um, we've had this like fight once, like every few months, pretty much. Um, and I like, don't really know how to have the conversation because it never really ends with like, uh, a clear ending. I'll be like, Oh, you only feel this way because the patriarchy and he doesn't like to be told that. Um, and the most recent time we thought about this was because he, he's a professional skater and, um, his sponsor posted a picture of him on their Instagram in which he was wearing just his underwear because it was like a hot day. And then I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, you can't make fun of, or you can't, like, say anything about me anymore because, like, there's a picture of you in your underwear on Instagram. And he was like, oh, that's a completely different thing because, like, you post pictures for people to see them. And I was just caught in a moment. Um, and I'm an actor. I have one more year left at CalArts. And so I'm just kind of worried that, like, in the future with things, like, this conversation is going to keep coming up because, like, and acting, you have to wear certain costumes or like kiss other people. I know he's not comfortable with that either. So my question is, how do I talk to my boyfriend about this when it's going to eventually come up again? Well, uh, so how far, how far away? You don't have to tell um, us his city, but uh, you guys are, are are pretty far away from each other. He lives in Northern California, where I'm from, like in the Bay Area, and I'm down here in L.A. Because here's the thing, sometimes um, sometimes people get them, and I've been very guilty of this, um, in sort of a cycle of jealousy, especially if, you, if you're not around each other a lot. The idea that um, he feels like you're getting hit on all the time and he reacts in a sort of in a misogynistic and maybe inappropriate way. Like how, just how people sort of feed into the language of communication. Um, and I have to tell you, Kaz, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. I need to, <laughs> I need to reinforce that. I thought you did a great job. <laughs> I wonder if, like, why he's agitating you in, in this way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like sometimes that happens when there's a distance growing and he's afraid of losing you. Sometimes it happens when there's a distance growing and somebody's, um, you know, not not faithful. And sometimes it it also happens out of like professional competitiveness. 
sort of my long version of this idea, I guess, is a little bit of how jealousy is used as manipulation a bit. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, what what are the things that you really love about him? He, I mean, I've dated really like shitty guys before and he is the complete opposite of that. He's really kind and he really like thinks about me and he's like, usually open to talking about his feelings and like, he's just a very well adjusted person. This is just like the one thing that he can't seem to understand. Like he's not usually misogynistic at all. Like my last boyfriend would get, got like mad about me, like wearing things too, but like in a more aggressive way, I guess. How often do you guys communicate? Do you guys talk every day? Oh, we talk every day. I don't know. I would say that like being an actress is a really hard job. And like if you you really got to find somebody that's going to just like support you through the whole thing and kind of like accept that, you know, that's just part like it's just part of the job, those scenes and those situations. When I first got married or engaged and pregnant, I did this sex scene on girls where I had to like take my shirt off and like the guys going down on me. It was so crazy. And my husband was like, you only can take this part if you're going to go for it, because if you're going to be uncomfortable or you're going to be shy, then it's going to look weird. And like people aren't going to buy it. But I just think that's the kind of energy that it takes to like succeed in a partnership with somebody and to be like, say, this is what my career is going to be, because it's a bit of an odd thing. So I think you really got to find somebody that has a lot of confidence in himself as a man and like feels confident and secure enough in the relationship that knows that like when you're going to work to make out with some guy, you're kind of vomiting in your mouth as you do it. And like, do you, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like the most fun. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what I would, you know, you could talk to him about it. You guys are still so young. Yeah. Do you think the fact that he's not in the same city he can't see her he doesn't know what he's doing so he's freaking out because he doesn't know what's going on so he sees all the instagram likes and the comments of you know you're hot or whatever other dudes are posting on her instagram and then all of a sudden he's gonna get jealous because he can't see her he can't talk to her he can't touch right, her right. so i think that has a lot to, the yeah. long distance part is, uh, is more it's concerning a, it's than, a huge than, yeah, yeah yeah it's a huge thing and and cause i i don't i always want to um i love you and i love our listeners so much um but I also do wonder in this case, um, because of the long distance thing, like, is there sort of an examination of how you guys potentially might might make each other jealous a little bit? Long distance like, isn't easy. No, it's it's really hard. Mm-hmm. All right, let's give her some final advice before we let Kaz go. Is there anything else we want to add before we let her go? Kaz, do you love him? Yes, I do. Okay. That's amazing. I'd say you're still so young. Like, go for what your dreams are, and if you'll find the right person that fits that, and if it's not him, like, such is life. Oh, Sherry with saying, the fucking but, depressing advice. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Go for it. You're 22. You don't have to. You know, is it depressing? No, it's, no, it's, I mean, it's realistic. Yeah, yeah. Kaz, thank you so much for hanging out yeah, with us. Yeah, Kaz, thank you so much. I love you. I so thank appreciate you, it. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, thank you so much, though, truly. Everything's going to work out, I promise. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that get with the programmer. He won't. So. There you exactly. go. Exactly. There you go. Thank you Ooh, so much. I like that. There you go. Bye. <laughs> Bye. This is when Sim does the finger swirl. To ra- wrap it up. I got it. Harry, well, thanks for having me. Oh, uh, would you wrap it up for us? Thanks for having me, guys. Um, you could follow me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I also think it'd be funny if in the credit sequences from now on, they could just not, they could just give your Instagram handles as opposed to your first and last name. Like that would be much more useful. That's actually a good idea. Hey, right? Like, you remember when on Friends? Thanks. So. <laughs> Courtney Cox Arquette changed it from Courtney Cox to Courtney Cox Arquette. Wouldn't it have been helpful now if they had switched her Twitter handle to, like, make everyone... <laughs> You're making a lot of sense. I know. I've thought about it. Just saying. <laughs> hey, thank you so much Thanks for, for having here. me here. I really appreciate it. You're good night, amazing. everyone. Thanks. Thanks good night. Guys. I Bye. love you. I love you, dear listeners.
So Anna, let's quickly thank all of our sponsors again, including Suave. They have that damage repair, the, what is it, the coconut oil infusion that you were telling me about? Yes, that I love because my hair gets incredibly damaged and dry in general. And I also, uh, believe it or not, Sim, Yeah. full disclosure, uh-huh. I'm not always in a natural blonde. Anyway, what? so... <laughs> So, because of the damage, this is why this product has been so, it's been great for me. And also, Suave is such a great sponsor. And I was using Suave before. Dear listeners, try it for yourself. They have a money-back guarantee, which is amazing. And it's for hair you can believe. Little bit sexier. Suave. For hair you can believe. 